0: Hello. Oh, hello, Merlin. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. Really it, well, as good as could be expected under the given.
1: It's uh, Tuesday, August 11th, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it the optimistic day.
0: It's the most optimistic day of the week is is Tuesdays. Um, mm-hmm. my, my player's handbook has arrived. Your Huba? My player's handbook. Dungeons and Dragons player's handbook. The latest edition uh, of it. Fifth, fifth edition? Yeah, I believe that's the one. The barbarian type guy on the front.
1: They, um, boy, they're so much prettier and easier to read than they used to be.
0: I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it. I was invited to join a campaign. I haven't played for quite a while and I'm I, Do you remember
1: how little the letters are? Like in, in the, I have a, um, <laughs>
0: it's like I when I a, started coding, I was using on the Mac, I was using BB uh, edit Monica at like 9. a <laughs> yeah, nine point font. And, and it's uh-huh. like, it was fine. It was fine to read that all day. And now I'm like, I don't, I don't even see anything.
1: IBM Plex 16, please. Um, but the, um, but yeah, I have a AD&D, the classic, you know, AD&D DM guide with the demon dude, the flaming demon dude on the front. Yes. And boy, boy, the letters are really, really small in that. That a lot, it was dense. It was
0: condensed. It was dense, very informationally dense. dense. A lot
1: of tables. What would happen if you were wearing leather armor with high-hard boots and you
0: were attacked by a cotton candy machine? <laughs> Encumber. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited to play that. that came, Oh, and I have, a, I have a problem that I would like for our intelligent Macintosh computer <gasps> users to help with.
1: Oh, I would love that. Well, and then later on, we talked about perhaps uh, having uh, sometimes it's fun to do a recommendations episode. I yes. prefer, prepared a, a few recommendations, but I would love to talk talk about the Macintosh.
0: Well, I have, as I believe you do, the uh, 16-inch MacBook Pro, the one that came out in 20, I guess it's a 2019. That's what it's called here. The MacBook Pro 16-inch 2019. That is what I have.
1: That is That is what I have as well.
0: Since day one. It has had two problems Hmm. and they are intermittent and they are not something I would be able to demonstrate as a problem. It just sort of kind of sometimes happens. And so when it is undocked and I'm using it just as a laptop, Uh the screen seems, I don't know the right word other than jump. It will jump To the right, almost as if it's been, almost as if, you know, if you put something on a shelf and then as you're walking by the shelf, you kind of bump the shelf with your hip, it'll kind of, things Mm -hmm. will kind of move left and right real quick. It That's what it looks like on the screen. It looks like somebody bumped the side of the screen and the contents of the screen very quickly jump to the right and then back into place again. The entire rectangle rectangle screen just jumps. Quickly moves to the right and then back. Yeah. And it, it might do this one time in a day it might do it not at all it might do it 20 times Uh, in a day and there's nothing interesting and this is this can be when it is plugged in or not peripherals connected or not um it it does seem to do it maybe this is my imagination but maybe it does it more when i'm first using it than later but that's also it could do it all day long too and Hmm. the second problem which happens Occasionally, is I dock to a an, an, the 5K LG screen that Apple sells. So I have one of those. And sometimes when I connect that screen, there will be a little, if you could imagine just down kind of the middle of the screen, although it's not always in the middle, uh, going down just like a, a, a column from top to bottom of the screen that is just offset by maybe five pixels a little bit lower. So it's sort of like, you'll look at a straight line and it won't be straight. It'll just for like, you know, like the width of, of, uh, I don't know, not, not quite an iPhone will just be offset and pushed down a little. And to fix that, I have to disconnect it from the screen. But when I reconnect it, it mm. goes away and it's fine again. It never jumps when it is connected to an external screen. Only the built-in screen jumps.
1: I have two utterly uneducated guesses. The one that's real easy is it sounds like you got a hardware bug. Yes. But the other one... And it has done this from
0: the very first day, the first time that I turned it on. And you would say, well, Dan, why didn't you take it back in and do a thing because... Dan, why
1: didn't you take it back in and do a thing?
0: Because I don't like doing that.
1: Nope, me neither. I don't return anything. That's why. The second one was, uh, and this is, you know, just about as helpful, if more outlandish. uh, So you don't get the weird thing when it's attached to a screen. Correct. Or docked to use an external screen. Correct. Um, That makes me really think there's something hardware going on. But also my first immediate thought was the way my TV uh, tries to to prevent burn-in by subtly shifting pixels and doing the pixel refresher, which does nothing. I'm so embarrassed, Dan. I have the MSNBC breaking news burned into my screen, and it kills me. What a shame to have to wear visually, is that I have we have apparently watched enough MSNBC to have breaking news burnt into the screen. Feels great. I've run pixel refresher so many times. So the guess there was going to be that there's something that, um, that involving uh, pre- preventing burn-in, or an energy, um, you know, power energy thing related, where it's just trying to offset it. Like I, I don't know, that's weird. I think, yeah, you know, if, if you had one of those dinguses that they use at the Genius Store, I bet I bet there's a diagnostic that would that would tell you that. But I don't know how you get that in COVID times.
0: Yeah. I don't know either. I'm, I'm also with you in that it is a hardware problem. There's something hard, wrong with the hardware of the computer it could for it be sure. The,
1: the, the whatever the
0: card, whatever's driving.
1: The graphics the card, the logic
0: board. It could yeah. be, or it could be, it could be that the screen is just the little connector is just one little bit off, you know, who knows? There's no way to know. But, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if anyone else, what I want to hear from our listeners is Yes, Dan, I had the same problem and here's how it got fixed. That's the only thing I'm interested mm-hmm. in hearing. I. That's it. Anything other than, yes, Dan, I had the exact same problem and here it was, here's how it was fixed. If that's not how you're starting your tweet to me or your email to me, then just don't send it because it's, wow. that's not going, I'm, I'm drawing a hard line. I'm taking a, across this line. You do not. And yeah,
1: that's, you, you wouldn't want people come in making, making kind of like maybe the same jokes over and over. Or no.
0: Something like that? Not necessary to do it, uh, <clears throat> what but about, yes. What
1: about uh, get a PC? Would that be
0: good advice for you? That would probably be better than hearing the jokes. Yeah.
1: This is the year of Linux on the desktop. Would that be fun?
0: Yeah. Or or well, mine's fine. I've had one since day one. It's been fine.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, it's fine here. Where do you want people to contact you about that, Dan?
0: us uh, Twitter Dan at Dan Benjamin or Dan at Five by Five
1: It's my understanding that if they do not answer correctly and in the right format, you will ban them.
0: Well, I'll, i I, I mean, I'll ban them I mean, in my own everything, mind.
1: Inclusive. They won't even be able to get on the internet anymore. Right. Is that
0: They'll only hear old episodes of our show on the internet, regardless of what podcast they subscribe to. It will just be oh. episode seven. Oh, that'd be rough. Uh-huh. I think, I think I might get pretty sick of that. Oh, you hear about that Flophouse show? Yeah. It's just episode seven of Back to Work now. I don't know why.
1: Uh-oh. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Would you like people to write in and say how much they enjoy, uh, other podcasts better or perhaps why, uh, they, uh, don't like the stuff you do now as much as the other things or <laughs> yes. you should leave the politics aside and just play the sports. <laughs> Would you like those kind of comments? Would that be yeah, useful you know, to you? Tell us just to stick to what sports. What about comments and then... about your personal appearance or having them zoom in on a photograph to find your social <laughs> security number in the reflection of a book cover? Would that be fun for you? What if Gary, the privacy <laughs> concern clown stops by? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just worried about your privacy. <laughs> <laughs> you should get a lock for your mailbox. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow! I'm a penetration engineer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? Are they call penetration testing. Is that what it's called? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, all right. Penetration engineer. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Huh. Mm um yeah i'm i'm very low energy today dan i i I gotta get it together i I hadn't noticed
0: you seem you seem normal to me
1: yeah but like i'm usually a little bit more sprightly i mean it is august 11th so yes yeah um i got a bunch of recommendations here should we uh kick off with you maybe telling me about something that you like Oh,
0: absolutely. I would love to tell you about Mac Weldon. Speaking of recommendations. Mac, oh, come
1: on, Mac Weldon. I'm wearing it right now. Look at this right here.
0: You know, That's I, I, what, what you got there? What you doing?
1: Uh, it's their, it's their, um, the, the cashmere tech cashmere long sleeve in XL Heather. Mm-hmm. It's their fancy mm-hmm. long sleeve shirt and it's impossibly soft. It's like basically like, like wearing like space pajamas. It's so comfortable. And uh, I I am such a fan I I really like those folks a lot I I need to get a new pair of those internet slippers and uh, I, they're always sold out of my size because I think Gruber and me talking about them probably I'm guessing it's you know the Colbert bump of us talking about it you still can't get the damn slippers mm-hmm. but luckily I got in early but I do I would like a new pair I you know nothing sadder than an old slipper that was, that was Hans Christian Andersen that said <laughs> That's that who said that. I think so. Rumpelstiltskin is my name. I'm still big in two.
0: on the uh, their polo shirts. I really, really like these things. And I was just, I'm not wearing it today. I'm sorry to say, but I wore it yesterday. And the one that I really like is called the Vesper. And it's made oh, out yeah. of this breathable, they call it a breathable micro I bought one of those mesh. so
1: we could be twinsies. That blue, right. like lightweight. Oh, it's yes. beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And, um, and what I love about them, I mean, here in Texas, you know, it, it gets, it gets really, really hot in the summertime and it doesn't get that cold in the wintertime. And, you know, I, I love a shirt with a collar. I wear a lot of t-shirts, but I always, if I, if my go-to, my final form would be a polo shirt. Yes. And so I'm always reaching for these two shirts. I have one that a dark blue and I have one that's a black and uh, the way they describe this shirt it, and why they call it the Vesper is they say, you know, this is what James Bond would wear on the weekends. And it oh, it's it's my yeah. favorite. It's my favorite shirt. I need to get some more of them because I'm just wearing these two into the ground. So the, I just I love but I love their stuff. I love their socks. They've got really good socks. They've got really everything that they make. It's probably better than what you have right now. And that's what Mack Weldon is all about. They're a premium men's essentials brand with really good designs, really good fabrics, really good quality. And, uh, and whatever you're going for, they've got tons of basics. They've got the socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, or polos that we were just talking about. Um, they're really long lasting, really good quality. And they're some of the best items on the market. And they've, you know, you, I think people probably learned about them because they made a big thing out of the silver underwear mm-hmm. and shirts that are naturally like antimicrobial. They eliminate odor, but, they make so much more than that, so you really do owe it to yourself to go and you know, they've always made the shopping experience really easy, even before COVID. It was easy, and now it's <laughs> just as easy. And they have something that's really cool. This is new. They've created their own totally free loyalty program called, <clears throat> excuse me, Weldon Blue. So level mm-hmm. one gets you free shipping for life, and once you reach level two, which you you will reach I'm, when I'm you a level spend. Two. I'm yeah, a level two. Level two. I am mm-hmm. also. You. All you have to do is spend two hundred bucks. Then they start giving you 20% off every order for the whole next year. So if you want to get uh, 20% off your first order, you can do that too by going to Mac Weldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N, MacWeldon.com slash B2W. Go there. You'll get 20% off. And uh, I recommend signing up for the the loyalty program. It doesn't cost anything, and they don't they don't do anything to you once you do that. It's except there's no the, initiation
1: the or anything. They don't you don't get spanked or anything. Like they just, unfortunately you, just right you don't. Yeah, you just... nope, spanking is optional. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Can I can I put in a, a testimony? Yes. I always feel like with some some of our sponsors, I, I uh, one doesn't want to go too far down this road, but you know, there are times that sponsors tell us <laughs> sometimes. In first person, what we're supposed to say. And then there are others that really just say, you know, hey, you know, if you like what we do, talk about it. And I, I do like what they do. And I do want to talk about it. But I sometimes wonder, like, I, I don't like the, the places that specialize in underwear. Sometimes I like the shirts. Sometimes the place that specializes in shirts. I like the socks. I am all about their shirts. So, But setting aside these long sleeve shirts that are my top layer pretty much every day, mm-hmm. um, I want to put in a good word for their T-shirts. A uh, Second, because it's always two things with me. The silver crew <laughs> neck t-shirt is a really is a really nice kind of fancy um, a t-shirt, um, and it's a good tucker. But you know what's a great tucker is the their beautiful like white, just regular old white undershirt. It sounds like the most boring thing in the world, but here's two things about it because it's always two things with Mac Weldon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One is the way this thing is engineered is is very unusual. It's like something Howard Hughes would make. I don't understand how 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 they do the shoulders the way they do. But it's almost like a shoulder gusset kind of thing. They're yeah. really comfortable. But something that seems so obvious, you—if you tuck in this shirt, it stays tucked in. It's—it's it's a little long on purpose, mm-hmm. so that if you're going to have a white undershirt, in this case, you get this shirt for when you want a bottom layer. Maybe not. Maybe maybe not for Texas in the summertime. Couldn't stand the weather, as Stevie Ray Vaughan said. But <laughs> you put on this white T-shirt, you tuck it in, buddy. That's going to stay tucked. That's all I want to say about that. Mac Weldon. A big fan. Now, where do people go, Dan?
0: Ah, uh, they just go to macweldon slash That's on the internet. Two W. Yeah, B two W. Okay,
1: all right. Um, hey, listen. I'm thanks for the money, but also thanks for the shirts, Mac Weldon. Thank you. Buck, buck.
0: Maximum Weldon.
1: Maximum
0: Weldon.
1: You think you've seen Weldon before? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jennifer Beals in Flashdance. Oh, I'm watching. I'm watching the um, Mission Impossible movies with my boy now, and we the watched first one
1: literally two nights two nights ago we watched one. Oh,
0: the first ones are so bad. They're horrible. They're just That's so what people b-
1: say. But three, four, five. Ugh. Man, three, four. We're five, on we the
0: second it. one, and ah, oh, it's like a slog to get through it. And we're both the sitting there. That John
1: That's the John Woo one.
0: Yeah, and we're like halfway through it, and. Uh, he looks at me and he's like, dad, like, yeah, he's like, I still, he's, he hits the, you know, you can tap the little, um, the controller and it shows you like how far progress into the movie (laughs) you are and how much is left. He taps it and he's like, how can there still be like two hours left on this movie? He's like, we're halfway through it. He's like, I still don't know what's going on. I don't (laughs) know. And he's good at this stuff. I'm like, I don't either. And he's like, I don't know who he's like, other than Ethan Hunt. He's like, I don't know who anyone is. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know where they're yeah. going. I don't understand any of their motivations. I don't understand literally anything. And he's like, and, and who's this guy here? I'm like, that's Anthony Hopkins. He's like, what's he even in the movie for? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, um, I'm going to unintentionally start the recommendation that I'm most definitely repeating this recommendation, except that it gives me an opportunity to say something I learned from this podcast recently. I'm a huge fan of the show, um, blank check podcast, blank check with Griffin and David. And, uh, it's really a delightful, um, film, um, podcast by, um, so Griffin Newman is the guy who you probably know him best as the guy who plays the tick or plays. Arthur oh on yes. Yeah. He got the glasses. And then also the co-host, the two of the two friends, um, David Sims is a wonderful, uh, film critic for, um, the Atlantic. And then uh, producer Ben, who I met at a funeral. He also was on the show, and he's terrific. And um, But they're, they're, they're people who genuinely love movies. And, of course, some of the very funniest and most memorable episodes are where they go ham on some terrible movie. But by and large, what they do, the premise of the podcast, for those of you who haven't listened, and I really encourage you to listen because their chemistry is delightful. If you like nonsense like this, you might really like Blank Check. Um, <clears throat> but the premise of the show is, the titular Blank Check is, somebody has, and an, you know, Griffin says this at the top of every show, you know. Some some directors early in their career have a really big success and are given a blank check. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, it cashes and sometimes it bounces, baby. But so what they'll do is like they just finished up their series on Nora Ephron. So it's things Nora Ephron wrote and some things that Nora Ephron directed. They've done a ton of these. The one that they did for Verhoeven leads to my favorite episode of the show, which is which is um. RoboCop, which Griffin Newman thinks is the greatest movie in the world. And it's very, very, his, his love of this movie and his over the top need to discuss every single line in the movie is so freaking funny. (laughs) It's really great. I want to say, yeah, it must've been on this show on the Patreon feed, but now they've been doing mission impossible movies. And I I feel like this is where I heard it. I, I apologize if it was someone else, but they were talking about how, how easy it is to really screw up an action movie by, you can focus too much on the story. You know, you don't want to, if you get too focused on the story, sometimes you end up just having this tangled sort of mystery. I don't know if this is true, but it is said that the way they do, especially the more recent Mission Impossible movies, is they reverse engineer from Tom Cruise. So <laughs> instead of saying, well, here's our big concept and here's this set piece, what they do is, is they I guess they talk, Or they just, you know, Tom Cruise is obviously a a huge, you know, executive producer on it. Right. But they start with, what is Tom into and really good at right now? Mm -hmm. Well, Tom's always into motorcycles, so we'll do some motorcycles. Tom's really into, like, rock and mountain climbing. So how do we incorporate climbing into this? Um, Whatever it is. And so, uh, uh, supposedly, they start with what Tom is into. Reverse engineer that into what the stunt is the stunt leads to what the big set pieces are going to be. And then they build the movie around that and it totally works. It sounds crazy and Mm -hmm. stupid, Mm -hmm. but what a, what a wonderful way to do that. I think I said to my lady the other day, like I like some James, old James Bond movies a lot. My, my daughter and I both love Goldfinger. Uh, I super like the Daniel Craig movies, but I think the better, the better, The best Mission Impossible movies, this may sound heretical, are pound for pound better than the best um, James Bond movies because they're taking James Bond and really taking it apart, putting it back together and really understanding what makes us love a James Bond movie. You know, and it's not the knees sticking out of the bathtub and the clown makeup. Like, forget about that. I miss right. that when you guys would do that. I used to look forward to that um, when you did um, did that with Gruber. But, yeah, you know, that's what we want is, you know, yeah, we you like the big, you know, the big opening when they're skiing. Da-da-da-da. But in this case, that's literally Tom Cruise hanging off an airplane. It's it, that he's yeah, this, he does the stunts you, you can see us side by side. It's totally that's all, totally real. Him mm-hmm. on the side of that building. Totally real. Mm-hmm. Um I just thought that was such an interesting idea. Um, and it makes you wonder, like, if that's something that can be trans- or um, sort of uh, weaponized. What's the word I want? I wonder if there's other kinds of ways that you could make a, a movie interesting and good by starting with some of the nitty gritty. Another example, I cannot get my kid to get into this. I love the movie Face Off. I think... <laughs> me too. It's, I cannot get her into it. She's got to be looking at TikTok the whole time. It's killing me. But, like, that movie that's asinine when he's putting the bomb up and he's walking around in the priest outfit and talking about eating a peach. And it's just like, it's so they're, they're both so over the top. The central conceit of the film is utterly asinine. It's so stupid, but it's a John Woo movie. Mm -hmm. And, and they do that thing where they fire a gun while they're somehow floating horizontally, you know, (laughs) across the screen. Right. (laughs) it's I but I'm totally bought in do, do I want that story to be a thousand times smarter I do not like that's not what I am here for I could go watch I Claudius if I want to think a lot but I really for this for this kind of thing I, I really admire that you know really leaning into like the genre to do something great that's all I want to say about that blank check with Griffin and David I'm gonna add it to notes um and then Dan perhaps will tell us something he likes um Dan where would people find show notes for episode is it 490, 490, 490 of your back to work program. Nine
0: zero. Let me yeah, I think that's nine what we're on right now. They can go to <laughs> uh yeah, it is. Um they can go to back to work.limo slash four nine zero. Four nine zero. Black check with
1: Griffin and David. to you uh do you have anything you like right now? Uh, as far as do you like, want to tell people oh no like the like, good uh, do you think you want to recommend I got some other recommendations here I got some media I've got uh some hardware I've got uh podcasts TV and uh, also an app that I'm very excited about have you anything you'd like to share with your listeners
0: well it's a little bit of a recommendation and it's a little bit of fu- see it did the screen just jumped just now it just jumped
1: it's a little bit country <clears> a little bit rock and roll
0: it just jumped you know second jumped. time the day I've seen it, it just jumped huh I'll be hornswoggled. Uh, yeah, I actually um, there is something that that I I might want to recommend. Um, it is a book that I read. I've read twice before, and I'm not the kind of person to reread a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is one of my favorite books, and I was reminded of it by because we rewatched Lost, all hmm. uh, six seasons of Lost, and at uh, wow. it is it, wait, wait it is, who
1: who, was, who all was involved in that? Who all was involved in that watching?
0: Uh, me and my son, you, you and your son. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, (sighs) uh, he loved it. He had never seen it before. He absolutely loved the show. And he, he hated the ending less than I did the first time I saw it. And I hated it less than I did the first two times that I saw it. Um,
1: I, I, I have a feeling I would feel the same way. I I felt a little bit, um, boy, what's a non-offensive way to say this? Um, (laughs) gosh, it's amazing how many ways we have to say this that are kind of racist. Uh, I did feel a little bit ripped off. Yeah, I I felt like the the show imp- as and again when you're in the trenches watching it week to week, you know, with the implication that there's going to be an answer to these things and you don't get it. That's crazy frustrating, but I think when you go back, you can watch it differently and just appreciate it for what it is. There's so many movies like that, or TV shows, where there's so much pressure for it to be a certain way. There's some Marvel movies like this. There's definitely Star Wars movies like this, where I can appreciate it so much more second or
0: third viewing because the pressure's off. I love that you pointed that out. It is so true. It's that it is that pressure of the first watch and then it has to, and now it's like time has passed and I can, I can kind of just, I can kind of just like it right, the now. The whole time you're and,
1: wondering, are they going to land this? Are they going to land this plane? Like, you know, how right. is this going to work out? Exactly.
0: Um, but, but in this, in this the TV plane. show, the crashes.
1: that's the problem.
0: Sawyer is an avid reader of books. And one of the books that he reads, uh, is Watership Down by Richard Adams, which is, yes, it's about rabbits. Mm-hmm. Um but is that it, a really sad one? Yes, it's incredibly sad. Yeah. Oh, and I don't remember that. I loved this book. I, I first saw it as a uh, as a movie when I was a little boy. I don't remember the year that it came out, but it I I would not recommend this movie to anyone uh in modern times. But at the time I loved it. And then I um and then I, uh, I read the book when I was <clears throat> young, maybe not too young for it, but younger. And then I read it again as an adult and absolutely loved it. And so I'm reading it again. So that's something, but, um, I have more, <clears throat> more recommendations and stuff like that too, uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to talk you about later, but I want, what, no, so I want water you to ship go down. Watership Down book.
1: Okay. Um, let's see, this one's not particularly exciting, but, um, You know what, that's really boring. You know what, I bought a a fountain pen that uh, that John Dickerson likes. It's made by Muji. It's very inexpensive. And sometimes I like a different pen. My day-to-day go-to, I usually use a, because you care so much, I usually use... Ooh, that was nice. A Palomino Blackwing pencil that I've shaved to a very upsettingly long point. Um, my go-to pen is usually a brand called Tool. I will put it in show notes, T-U-L, an impossibly smooth, uh, but sharp pen. It's so rare to get a sharp, like very fine line pen that also flows freely. That's seemingly like antithetical, but I've also been enjoying the, um, this, uh, this Muji fountain pen, uh, which sometimes you just, I like a fountain pen because it slows you down a little bit. You know, I've, I've found that, um. writing is such a pretentious word to apply to anything that I do these days. But sometimes I want it to be slowed down a little bit and a fountain pen uh, just naturally causes enough friction to make me not want to make that noise too scratchy, scratchy and I kind of slow down a little bit. But uh, I'll put all these in show notes. Those are those are some good pens. I wrote my thesis in college with a Pilot Varsity fountain pen, which were very, very copious in their uh, liquid dispersion. <laughs> but uh, that's fun because you can write, write big and bold. Scritchy scratch, you know what I'm saying? I'll put those into notes. Tell me about another thing you
0: like. Oh, I can tell you. Oh, all... or, or
1: sorry, I gotta rephrase that. Dan, do you have another recommendation for our listeners?
0: I, I do. Um, one of the things I've been doing a lot of recently is video editing for a couple different projects that I've been working on. And video editing is such an interesting thing. I spent um
1: <clears throat>
0: I spent a number of years in the past right around the same time that i was first starting podcasting so like between 2006 and 2008 or 9 uh yeah about 8 is when i i, I was using final, final Cut pro 7 fuck up pro fuck Cut pro 7 and mm-hmm. um i found that final cut pro at the time was it was you know it was there was a little bit of a learning curve but once i got it i <laughs> really had it and I was able to, you know, really crank out these videos and, and and screencasts and stuff that I was doing back in the day. And so recently, I um I was getting back into the need to to do some video editing again. And so I assumed mm-hmm. I would just, I owned a copy of Final Cut Pro from a project that I had worked on. I would hired someone. It's a long story why I owned a, a license of it, but I had a license of it. So I thought, well, even though I haven't used it since version 7, how, how different could it be? Final Cut Pro ten, it's the same. I'm sure it's the same. Mm-hmm. They've completely changed it, and I know a lot of people that were doing Final Cut Pro seven, and then when ten came out, they kind of said, no i'm this is wrong, and I, I don't like it." and I didn't get it. And I thought, well, this isn't intuitive to me. it's very, very different. They have this thing called the magnetic timeline, and there's instead of dealing with instead of having sort of separate tracks like you might in a podcast editing application, it kind of merges everything like into a, one the track slim lanes, and, they call them yes so it, it you still do kind of have that, but there's a different there's a different approach to it and i I didn't get it right away, and I said, okay, I'll take one of these uh like courses so I bought an online course for like sixty something bucks it's like a six hour course, but if you actually like instead of just watching it, if you actually do every step that they tell you to do, it becomes like a twelve hour course so I spent mm-hmm. like a whole weekend on this thing, and when I went to edit the first video with it, I'm like, i still." don't know what i'm doing i still don't know how to do anything i can it's
1: it's because it uh, just so i just don't understand it's because of the cuz i'm that dumb it's and changed. old
0: okay that's why oh just uh, cuz no, it's not it's not you're not absorbing it well even I, though you're trying really hard no i think there it's a fundamental change in the way that they did it and a lot of people are like yes if you stick with it and you really learn it it saves you time mm-hmm. in the long run i'm like you know what i, I kind of want something that works the way that all other video software editing software editors work. I just, that's what I know. I like it and there's nothing wrong with it. And so I started talking to a few friends and they're across the board. All of them were like, Oh no, I'm not doing final cut pro anymore. After final cut pro changed everything. I went to, um, I went to Adobe premiere. Hmm. And I said, I
1: used to use premiere in the nineties.
0: And I said, okay, well let me try premiere. So I launched premiere and it's basically, it's as if, if final cut pro Seven had continued to 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 be improved upon day by day by day over the last ten years you would have Adobe Premiere which keeps oh. the the familiar swim lane editing style yeah. and it's it's just oh, what Final Cut Pro would have been if it had continued down the path that it was on which was gosh, just a fine so fancy.
1: Path. and it's got that Adobe aesthetic of like lightroom too.
0: yeah it it's like Lightroom um and and I so I, you can download. So I'm already Creative Cloud for uh, Photoshop. I mm-hmm. I just did the trial, and so I kid you not, I spent um, a, probably a number of hours messing with Final Cut Pro to see if I could figure it out, realizing that I couldn't. Twelve hours on a course to learn this thing, and then two <laughs> almost two solid days trying to edit. Complete failure. Now now you got sunk cost fallacy because you have to stick with it All that investment, right? And then I downloaded Premiere and without watching a tutorial, without watching anything, without doing anything, I looked up one thing on YouTube and found a minute and a half video that explained it. (laughs) I was able to produce the entire video, edited, everything ready to go in under two hours, having never used Premiere before. So. That's, uh, that's wild. I, so my recommendation is Adobe Premiere, if you want to do video stuff, but why is FCP so screwed up right now? I don't get it. Like, it's really like, like and I people, that, I, I that, talked about yeah. on Twitter and people like, oh, it's just, it's great. If you just put in the time, you just spend the time with it, whatever. And I'm sorry. Like maybe if I spent another two weeks, like trying to learn this thing, I might've been okay with it. But
1: I wonder if it's like a Bloomberg terminal, Bloomberg, uh, where people are like uh, sort of proud Bloomberg. of how difficult it is to use. Maybe. Them. Or, or, or also, I mean, like, you know, there's, there's certain kinds of things, I hate to use such a, like, a lumpen phrase, but it doesn't work with the way my brain works. Where there's some kinds of things, like this app Descript that just got a really nice update, the app that I use for editing podcasts and video, well, some videos, but mostly just, you know, creates a transcript and then you edit visually. Um, but that just got a nice update. But that works the way my brain works. Whereas somebody like, say, like, probably like a Jim Metzendorf, that would be like real kid stuff to him. I imagine he would really want to be in logic or whatever. But yeah, th- do you think that could be part of it where it's like this just this is not this is not an, a good fit for the my mental model of this sort of work. It's kind of a fancy way to put it. Think about what people go through with IDEs and text editors and wanting the fonts a certain way and all that kinds of kind of stuff. I mean, it's they're all just text files, buffers of text. But like the way that you
0: edit those and the way that you put those together is is a is quite a different matter, right? Yeah, it definitely is. I, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, there's the, there is a, me, a certain mentality that you get, or mentality is not the right word, methodology, a certain approach that becomes familiar I say to me- you. I say, that's
1: why I say mental
0: model. Because right. Mental if model. You,
1: like, so like, if you got the swim lanes in GarageBand or you got the swim lanes in these other apps, like that, it just makes a lot of sense for if, if a mental model is a way that we understand our brain tries to understand something kind of abstract through maybe, I've, I'm, this is not, I don't, I'm not a scientist, but it's my understanding that we develop this sort of unconscious way of thinking about how we think about this. And the swim lanes make a lot of sense. Now in Descript, you get one, pretty much one lane that's your main audio. And then you can have this secondary place where you can drop in other audio. But it's specifically designed to not need all those swim lanes. It's, it is really for podcast editing. And most podcasts don't have that many different people but you want a unified timeline where, you know, Dan is in blue and I'm in right. pink and John Roderick right. is in yellow. And then if you, at any point, you can always right click on that and say, I want to edit this sequence and you go in and see the individual tracks as classic swim lanes. Right. But most of what you do, you don't need that unless you're doing some Jason Snell level stuff. You don't need, you don't need all of that. You know, uh, and if you do need to do a lot of crazy work with dealing with drift or, you know, working with uh, crosstalk or any of that kinds of stuff, uh, it's all, that's all available to you in other places. But like my mental model just works well with the script. I also have another example of uh, A, exactly what you're talking about, and B, involving um, video editing. I hadn't oh, thought yeah. of it till you said it, but I, I, sometimes I have occasion to put together just some really basic video, usually usually as a, as a goof, you know? And so yeah. I'm going to want, a, you know, I want to be able to drop in some video, drop in some audio, do basic transitions, just real simple stuff. Like, iMovie is okay. My wife is, as we speak, this very moment, dealing with iMovie. I still cannot for the life of me Figure out and remember how to make a transition come in where it doesn't say there's not enough video for this and like uh, I don't it just it's 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 simple but not in a simple way it's simple in a complicated way <laughs>
0: which if not Apple at <laughs> well, their what worst does that mean? definitely
1: Apple at their most well okay so 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 one problem is you could make the argument that uh, a Casio digital watch from 1978 is simple it is simple in that. There's only a few little buttons, but you ever try and change the minute? Do you know how to do that? Do you have a paperclip? Do you, you do this to go to this mode and you pop to this mode and you're going to you want to take out that tiny, tiny, tiny little piece of like onion skin paper with the directions on it to remember how to change this. It is, it's, it's it it it's two different meanings of the word simple. There's, there's simple in terms of elegant and then there's simple in terms of n- not having enough affordances to deal with this in a simple way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, how many years did it take to have the revolution of a clock radio, by the time we didn't even need clock radios anymore, <laughs> to get to the revolution of a clock radio that knows when it's daylight savings time?
0: Right.
1: Uh, daylight saving time. But But you know, stuff saving. like that, where in this case, I think iMovie is simple at the expense of ease of use. I, it's just really annoying. But I do sometimes have a need to do like a little thing. Um, and I, and, uh, Scott Simpson was putting together, he's been putting together like little clips, like two minute clips of, uh, bits from you look nice today to put up. And I was like, what are you using for that? Cause um, I drive myself crazy with all these overpowered video apps. And he introduced me to something called Filmora 9 by a company called Wondershare. And I don't know, it's, once again, it works with the way my brain works. Like if I just need to go do some, sometimes, you know what I want to do? I want to do something real simple. I want to take some video I've got from the back of a truck and make a one minute clip. So basically it, it's a, it's a lot like using Fission, the wonderful Fission by rogue Amoeba where I go, okay, uh clip, clip, trim, save. That's it. I'm done. That's all I want to do. And I know that's not difficult to do in iMovie, but it's, everything's a thing. You got to open it up. You got to create a project. You got to drag this into there. You got to put that into here. And then I don't know, just, I I can't even, it might be a distinction without a difference, but I feel like that's another example uh, I don't think this was super costly. Um, I did buy it. Let me see how much it is. Filmora 9 sells for $44 a year or $69.99 nice for a one-time uh, lifetime plan. Um, but, you know, uh, I, th- that's just another example for me. Filmora 9. Find find the thing that scratches your brain in a happy place. <laughs> um should we pause for a moment to hear about uh, a, a a thing that you like that's not that well, i'm not saying it's not not
0: saying it's a recommendation
1: dan tell me about something you like
0: i would love to tell you about hold on <laughs> i've so indeed. many tabs open and i've completely indeed indeed dis- discombobulated my <laughs> yes merlin i would like to tell you about indeed Indeed. One of the greatest challenges we all face is taking all the information that's available and knowing where to focus. It's the same problem with hiring. But with Indeed, you're going to have access to the largest pool of talent and you can hire the right people fast. That's the whole point. That's there. Indeed is the number one job site in the world because they get you the best people and they get them for you right away. And unlike other sites, Indeed.com gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, so you only pay for what you need. You can pause it at any time, anytime, and there are no long-term contracts. Unlike a lot of the other guys, they make it so easy because they have these powerful tools that makes your search much easier. They even have something like like sponsored jobs, okay? And these are three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. Seventy-three percent of online job seekers that visit Indeed each month—that's the thing. Everyone's there, like you're at the big party. When you're with indeed that's the place to go uh, and they've helped over 3 million businesses find employees so right now they're offering our listeners a free 75 dollar credit that will help boost their job post and that means more candidates will see it so go to indeed i-n-d-e-e-d indeed.com slash back to work spelled out and you will get that 75 dollar credit this is the best offer they've got going right now Uh, So go over there and check it out. They want me to say that terms and conditions apply and that the offer is valid through September 30th. uh, So I have to say that, but uh, go check it out. Indeed.com slash back to work, support the show, support yourself, fire, find, not fire someone, find someone that you need to Mm. hire. Not firing. This isn't about firing. It's about hiring. It just rhymes. Mm. They can just, can they just use that? They can have that. Okay. So indeed.com slash back to work. Thanks very much to indeed for making this show possible.
1: Thanks indeed. Buck, buck. For something like, I want to say a year, I've been curious about 3D printers. Um, oh yeah, I, I saw I you've been tweeting about
0: this. I was hoping you were yeah, going to bring I, this I don't up. Have
1: a, I don't have a need for it. I don't, neither my kid nor I have any particular yen to like design a lot of things. But like what, what hung me up was, what had happened was that I, I think I, I felt like if I, uh, my, let me start over. My perception was that this this thing was going to be extremely costly. If it's going to be extremely costly, well, now I'm going to have to shop super hard. And, you know, like any of this, these things, I don't know enough to know what I don't know. I was getting advice from friends, but like, I felt uniquely stupid about, you know, what I needed out of this. So to cut a long story short, I hadn't moved on this because I hadn't found the good one yet. And of course, my friend, um, my friend Alex knew that I'd been curious about this, and so they popped me um, a message when this one apparently well-regarded 3D printer went on sale. Now, regrettably, yeah. as I as we record this, it is no longer on sale. But I did get a 3D printer, and we are playing with it, and it's pretty darn fun. Uh, Monoprice MP Voxel 3D Printer. Fully enclosed, easy Wi-Fi, touchscreen, eight gigabytes onboard memory, Polar Cloud enabled.
0: Is it in our that, uh, uh, our show notes? Yes. Oh, I think so. I I hope so.
1: Um, it's got 150 millimeter cubed build area, so it's pretty small. Um, there it is. But it's really it is it's so much it is so much fun to play with, and um, it's uh, given. Oh, that it looks on great. Sale, this is looks really compact, and I got it for like three hundred bucks. That's a am- how'd you get at such
0: a good price? It's more than that it was 30% on Thirty percent off. That's what I'm telling you.
1: Alex gave me a ping to say, hey, you know, this, 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 a lot of people like this one and it's 30% off. And it's generally reviewed pretty much across the board. It's uh, as far as I've seen as like, this may not be the greatest one of these you'll get, but this is THE beginner 3D printer. That it's not over limited in what it can do, it's not too difficult to use. Um, Of course, Dan, as ever. Oh boy. You ever have to configure anything on like a built, like a printer or a 3D printer in this case, on that little built-in capacitive screen? Oh,
0: God. It's so frustrating.
1: Try to put in a decent password and it's like, it's like fingering a chumby. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's, It's real bad. Hmm. I With my chumbie, I used to have to have like a device, like a screwdriver to make the buttons go. But no, it's- um, anyway, So the screen I, I just jumped. It just
0: jumped just now. It just jumped just now.
1: It just jumped just now. Just huh. now, did it? Huh.
0: I wasn't even doing anything. I just did it.
1: So far, we've made a skull. Um, I made uh, a Baby Yoda, otherwise known as the child. She printed out a SpongeBob meme. Uh, I did print out- a thing that's meant to basically test how well your printer is working, but it looks really cool. And I thought it'd be a fun desk dingus. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, this is most, I'm not sure why, I don't know if it's fair to really exactly call this a recommendation, but uh, maybe keep an eye on this. I like Monoprice as a company. I, I hope they're not canceled, but I've had really good luck with Monoprice stuff in a way that I don't always have the same luck with the Amazon choice products. Um, But if you need cables and stuff, Monoprice is great. But yeah, anyway, um, a 3D printing, and I'll report back as we do more. I really super want different colored filament. It came with this big-ass roll of red filament, which is maybe next to arguably yellow, the color that I would least want. I really wish it were more like a, a gray or something where you could see more contrast kind of hard to see contrast yeah but it's pretty great it's got different levels of like uh, i'm still learning a lot about like the different kinds of um you know a skirt versus a this for the bottom thing do, do you have a 3d printer i feel
0: like you do i used to i don't have one anymore but i had one for a while and it was one of the first ones and i went to the like the first xoxo and um <clears throat> who was the guy that like had the first like kit like printer i forget the name of those was it like um, a Kickstarter? Yeah. Um, it was like little printer or something. No, not little printer. That's a little thing that printed out the cool little meat, um, like ticker, like a uh, thermal printer, like images every day. No, I, uh, anyway, the guy's really know. cool dude. He's got glasses and anyway. Um, so I wound up getting one kind of through that. Oh, was it, and, no, it wasn't Adam, probably Adam, um,
1: other Adam. Never mind. I don't no, know. Just I don't
0: words. think so. But anyway, the people, people who are listening and know they're just shouting at their, um,
1: of course their, they are,
0: their headphones right now. But, uh so we did <laughs> have one I,
1: I, I had it for
0: years I had it for years and I loved it and I printed so many cool things for my my um my kids were really young at the time and so I would print fun stuff for them and bring it home I had a, I had a um a bust of JFK that I still probably have on my shelf somewhere um yeah I mean I didn't I don't think I printed a single useful thing it was all just fun <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah but it
1: is but but it is fun um I should send you something very upsetting we accident, my kid and I accidentally, as we were looking for things to print. Oh yeah, so you know what I also mention is uh, Thingiverse.
0: Yes, um, I remember that. That's where you go to basically download all the um, what are they called? But not patterns, like
1: the .stl, yeah, the little, yeah, yeah, the little uh, designs that people can make. You upload it, and Bob's your uncle. Um, never mind, it's not appropriate for the show. My kid and I accidentally stumbled upon this weird. Oh my god, this site of like super sweaty horny like 3d very very high resolution 3d printed like it's very upsetting it's like it's stuff like velma from scooby-doo with scrappy-doo taking off her skirt it's real weird but there's a lot of that out there there's a lot of very sweaty horny stuff out there i think i'm gonna stick with the easy stuff i'm gonna stick with the baby yoda and this pikachu <laughs> <laughs> make her bot thing hmm uh, that name just wants to have its ass kicked. Jesus, MakerBot. Think of Earth. Think of worse. Hey Dan, it was, uh, a, ma- was a MakerBot. Uh, that's
0: it. It was MakerBot. MakerBot. That's MakerBot. That was the that oh, was the, Tim
1: Tim O'Reilly. Uh,
0: th- or oh no, Mark Fraunfelder? Th- no, he's he's a friend of mine from um, Boing Boing. But no, the other the the guy who oh, but he's a guy with glasses. This founder. They have a column there. MakerBot. Uh, Bray Pettis. Bree, Bray, hmm. B-R-E, hmm. Hmm. that's, that's the guy. But yeah, I had one of these maker bots um, and it was, it was, they were so like. Pri- oh,
1: that guy. Yeah. 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 I've seen this guy do talks. I yeah. He ties. Like. He,
0: he's, he's, he's a, a guy cool who does dude. does talks. Yeah.
1: He's a talk guy. Isn't he like a thought leader or a, or a topic expert or something? Yeah. <laughs> he's always an, oh, an American entrepreneur. <laughs> he's not a business
0: owner. He's an entrepreneur. Yes. That's cool.
1: Um, you want to do one or two more?
0: Yeah, sure. Um hold on, let me get back to my, my uh,
1: Okay I, you know what we'll, we we'll, we'll do should we do a lightning round?
0: Uh yeah, we can do lightning.
1: And then we can get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um well one that I, I, I I'm pretty sure that this will be out when this episode drops. But um I, I am a huge fan of Rogue Amoeba, uh products mm. and mm. I but they're like the Brett Terpstra of audio. Like if you need something done with audio on a Mac, if you need some kind of like digital spackle to put it together, mm-hmm. I love Fission for doing like little basic editing things. Um, I love, uh, obviously I love audio hijack. I'm using it right this second. Yes, it is recording. Um, he has one that I discovered, I don't know, probably a year or two ago. That is, I don't know if it's essential, but boy, is it ever great. It's called sound source. And SoundSource is a thing that lives up in your menu bar mostly. And when you click on it, you see all of the different apps and per app. So you've got, you've got output, input, sound effects, and then a bunch of apps. And you can add other apps. But for example, you can say, I would like Spotify. When I play Spotify, I want it to use the following, be the following volume. I would like it to go to the following device. And you can even do, so you can do volume overdrive. You could say if you want it to be louder. You can pick a whole bunch of options for a 10-band equalizer. These are just the ones that I have installed. Um, you can do the Apple, what's called Apple units, the AU multiband compressor. Yeah, this is like, like you see, for Spotify. This is how I want it to sound. Mm-hmm. But also, it handles uh, plugins. So because I'm a user of Isotope, I've got an iZotope uh, RX-7 Spectral Denoise available here. But the, the key part is how great it is to have such granular control over where you're, where, how and where you consume your audio. It's really, really great. And there's a new version of SoundSource. Uh, SoundSource 5 should be coming out, I believe, any, Paul says it's coming out, I think, any day now. And um, I just want to give a shout-out. Um, I would say go and check it out. Uh, Rokamiba has so much great stuff. They've given away so much great free software it's just very, very well made stuff. Uh you do you use their stuff? You I use, use so that, right?
0: much of their stuff. And I've I have isn't it loved
1: well, made. Rogue you say it's Amiba, well made?
0: So well made. I've loved their stuff since the very, very early days that they were around as a company. And they I used to be in their circle of trust where they would send me like, oh, we got a new version coming out. Here's a beta or you know, whatever. And somehow I fell. I fell out of that. I don't know if they just stopped or if my email went bad or if they maybe they hate me. I don't. I don't know. But I'm mm. not. I'm no well, longer. If anybody
1: knows, uh, tell Paul. Tell Paul. Tell Paul. Um, tell Paul.
0: But tell Paul. I. I am. I am the kind of person that when I even though they gave me some freebies, I wind up buying them anyway, because I, I mean, I love, oh, yeah. I love their software, but audio hijack is, isn't
1: that ironic? that somebody will give you a freebie. And then you, if you really like it, you end up being like, I would really love to give you some money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. That, that happens often. And that's not I'm not, it's not a, a bag for free stuff here, but,
0: but um, I use, I use their, a
1: very good company.
0: I'm huh? sorry. I, I was just gonna say, I use their audio hijack, which is what I'm recording with most of the time. Um, Farago mm-hmm. is their soundboard. That's what I use on like shows like Killing Time and other ones to do the soundboards. Right, right. Um, loop back, loop, There's loop, loop back, loop, loop, loop back loop. is, a looper, a caddy. It, it allows you to route. It, I mean, it's related to sound source. It's basically um, like when
1: you, you ever see those old videos or old, you know, like, um, uh, a uh, 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 Lily Tomlin's character, the operator on Laugh-In that has to connect the cords. Yes, jacks the operator has to make. It's like that for your audio, where you can say you are basically creating virtual patch uh, patch cords, patch panels, right? Ins and outs.
0: So what you can yeah, basically really do cool. is you you can make a new input device or a new output device that can be a combination of different audio sources. it can be
1: virtual. It can have a virtual device. It's It's completely completely virtual.
0: So like, for example, um, when I do some shows where, let's say that I have, um, let's say that I have a a couple different audio inputs. I want to route, maybe I want to route the output of Safari um, along with my voice and send that to you over Skype so that you can hear my audio player or Safari or whatever, playing something I can, re- I can make a virtual device with loopback. back. I could call it like me plus Safari. And I can put that as the microphone in Skype so that when I'm talking to you, you're hearing those things combined. It works the same yep. way with recording. It allows you to, there's so much that you can do with this and, and at this, and it's all visual. So what you're basically doing is you're dragging the outputs or inputs of one device you just drag the little lines and they go in and you can mm-hmm. make different channels you, you can monitor Yahoo pipes you yeah Yahoo yeah pipes?
1: it's just like pipes kind of like pipes yeah where you like just like you've got this and that it's sort of like if this and that in some ways but like much more powerful um I mean from in the you really get your hands around all this stuff so you go to rogamiva.com uh be in show notes slash sound source, but just go check out the Rogue Amoeba site. Um they're they're the best in Paul. I would I feel so bad saying this about somebody from Massachusetts, but he's a really nice, very warm guy. Uh, I would never say that publicly, but no, I really like Paul no. a lot and I I believe in his uh, his company. You got you got one for uh, for your listeners?
0: Uh, I do, actually I do. Um there are a lot of really good SSD, external SSD drives out there. And with USB three uh, like the speed of an external drive is especially an SESD can be like the same as an internal drive or really, really close or really, really, really fast that way. So one of the things that vid, because now I'm doing video editing, um, you need to have like an external drive and it, it, I actually have a couple different computers because with creative cloud, like as long as you're not using it in two places at once, you can install it anywhere you Mm -hmm. want. So I actually have Mm -hmm. a PC, And the studio that's really fast, that is great to edit with. But then I also have the MacBook Pro. Um, So being able to have a drive where all your projects and media are stored means pretty much anywhere you want to go, you get all your stuff. So I went and most of the people that I know, the video editors and people that I know, recommend the samsung t7 touch portable ssd two terabytes up to 1050 megabytes per second usb 3.2 external solid state drive black mupc2 tok slash ww you put that in notes so i can see it i am putting it in notes right now it is there um however um for Mm. a a bit less money for about 50 bucks less money oh i
1: have this one i hang this off my tv i have this one
0: there you go it's it's pretty Pretty much hanging off my lg it is like the standard for external solid state drives. Um, but I wanted to save a little bit of money. And so I got the, their Western digital has one. It's the WD two terabyte, uh, my passport SSD external portable drive, USB 3.1 up to 540 megabytes per second, WDBKV X X0020 PSL dash WSN, which I know you've heard of.
1: The, the, the WSN. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I know the one you mean.
0: And, and yeah, so yeah, for yeah. about 60 bucks less, it's, basically the same thing is it believe
1: these prices dan no this is insane it is i I will never as god is my witness i will never get used to the changes in technology pricing but especially hard drives and ram oh my goodness
0: this is wild the western digital
1: 299
0: the western digital is slower uh so if speed is like really critical for you if you're dealing with lots and lots of like 4k files You might notice, Mm -hmm. you might notice, but, um, it, I, I'm very happy with, with the cheaper one, but maybe I'll go to the Samsung next, but that was the, those are my two recommendations two in one. You know, I know we model ourselves here, Merlin, after uh, the way Wirecutter does its recommendations. So I would say the cheapest one, the, Mm -hmm. there's the, uh, the top pick and then the budget pick for you. Woof.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I mentioned, I have this real cockamamie for a while. I've been doing it less now, but I have this real cockamamie way of doing the equivalent of offsite backup rotation, but for media to take home. And I've been getting these, um, oh God, who makes them? All you need to know is that they're available on prime now. So, you know, same day delivery. And it's, I think it's, it's, uh, eight terabytes a spinning disc, but eight terabytes for 140 bucks. Can you what? even imagine that? That's crazy. That's completely, completely insane to me. Um, I think all my other ones can wait. Um, I had uh, I a... I want to hear one more podcast.
0: from you. One more. You got one more? No, I want you to do one more.
1: It's really embarrassing.
0: Nah, it's fine.
1: I've been disloyal. To whom? The industry. Which Which industry? I've been listening to... Spotify-only podcast. Ah, oh. It wouldn't... I wouldn't have done it, except I already pay for Spotify anyway. So, you know... <laughs> this is like the kind of people who explain their fur coat as like, well, you know, at least it's a used fur coat, so it got killed a long time ago. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not going to join Stitcher. I'm not going to join Luminary. I'm not going to do any of those, but I already am a very happy Spotify music fan. Mm-hmm. I hate what they're doing to podcasts, but... Guess what? Here we are. Um, the oral history of The Office, hosted by the guy who plays Kevin. Oh. And everybody's, every, if you like The Office, you guys, it's real good. Um, and it's, I'm up to um, the second most recent episode. I'm up to the Jim and Pam episode. But basically it's about, you know, how the, how the show started and D dee and like how it's been, all, was always all like barely on the bubble, just being kept alive by this one exec at NBC who essentially put his career on the line to get them two or three more episodes at a time until the big event, of course. Well, the first kind of big event is that Steve Carell is in the um, 40-year-old Virgin, but then Steve Carell wins a Golden Globe for the 40-year-old Virgin, right as the actors are also really starting to, you know, a little bit of hagiography, but so delightful. Everybody from the cast, I think, and Stanley's not there, and I haven't heard Phyllis yet, but a lot of the main folks, plus, of course, Greg Daniels and um, Michael Schurr, um, and it's a, Oh no, also no Creed so far, which is a bummer, but it's really, really good uh, to hear this, uh, in their own voice. It's a show that I treasure and, uh, oral history of the office on the, uh, service that may not be named.
0: I forgive you on behalf of the time? industry. I forgive you. Really? You forgive? I do. Wow. I do. So it feels
1: good. Thank you. I thank you for the absolution. It feels good to
0: me too. Um, I can, <laughs> for my last one, I can recommend, I'll let you pick it, um, either a um, monitor desk mount, uh, a moisturizing cream, mm-hmm. uh, a mouse pad, or a USB external audio device. You tell me which you are more interested well,
1: in. Well, b- based on your 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 terrible job of price anchoring, you <laughs> know that I am going to say the moisturizing cream, please.
0: Okay, so... Um, my son started to develop a little bit of, uh, psoriasis, which my grandmother had.
1: I have psoriasis.
0: It's, um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people it's that It's not do. moderate
1: to severe, but I do have it.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah, she, she had it really severe. Um, yeah. That my sucks. son like had the, the,
1: the real crusty, like. Yes, yes. Yeah. That sucks.
0: And so he was getting like a little spot that was kind of down like by his ankle that Mm -hmm. I looked at it and I'm like, oh yeah, I think I know what that is. Um, And so always wanting to go a more natural route, if possible, I thought, you know, maybe there's something that we could put on it that wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't have to do anything extreme. And I found a cream that had a lot of really good reviews um, and they have, since like the original product uh, went, like it went away from Amazon and the new one that came back, doesn't have any of the same reviews. It only has six reviews on it. I don't know why, but it's the same stuff. Hmm. Um, I have. I take issue with the company name, which is A, A-, A-, hmm. A-, A- N U Med. Anu A- Med? No, 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 no. But it is the Anu Med Vitamin D three cream yeah. with magnesium ten thousand IU healthy Skin Care and face cream, maximum calcium absorption, non greasy moisturizer for dry skin, three ounces.
1: Ooh. And How
0: about that? it is, um,
1: so it just, it softens it up and well, basically it just it, mostly it helps with itching.
0: Well, yes, it does all of that, but it has uh, vitamin D three in it and magnesium in it. And these are the things that supposedly are very, very helpful for, I would call it like, like psoriasis spot treatment as opposed to like, if you have the, like your whole body kind of thing, but, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. This worked on his little patch and like within a week, it was almost completely gone. And now he puts it on every few days as maintenance and it has never come back. Um, So That's this stuff wild. is really good. Okay. You can, you can use it, it.
1: Did you put it in show notes?
0: Yeah, it's in there now. Okay, um, I'll try it. I'll try it. And it's, uh, it, I've used it too whenever I had like um eczema or something like that. And like, it works. Uh-huh. We've never sounded older. I realize. But uh well, it works it, it works that's, really I mean, good. What are you
1: going to do? You can you, know, <laughs> you can be older dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, that 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 kind of stuff it's almost like what? Uh like I used to get um I used to get really bad cold sores especially if I got a sunburn. Oh yeah. But um but like it's before I had the sense to like go to a doctor and get something like what's called acyclovir, but you know there's all of these different things like oh you just try this Blistex. Or just try this, you know, this tincture or put toothpaste right. on it. It's right. like, it's just, it's so wild. The first time, I mean, not to be, not to go too deep on this, but at one point I, I did get a a prescription for something for psoriasis and it was like, oh, what was I doing before? <laughs> yeah, this this stuff actually works. So if you say that stuff actually works, I will try it. I'm very skeptical of these kinds of things because I think it tends to be like the, the Blistex and essential oils kind of thing, but- if it helps his little patch, maybe it'll help my little patch. Try it. I'd also, that's a, that'd be a sweet name. That'd be a sweet name for him. You should call him little patch.
0: Little patch? Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, Dan, I think we've helped a lot of people. I hope so. So uh, what are you going to do on tomorrow, Wednesday, August
0: 12th? <laughs> Just, you know, my my usual, my usual. Usual
1: Wednesday ritual. you get yeah. throw the ropes around. Maybe yep. get a vegan burger. Okay. No. Hmm.
0: No. 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 Whatever is the opposite of vegan Um, is what I want.
1: I'm so glad we had this time together. Me too. Um let's button this up.
0: All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man.